Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here. Well, we're joined now by John Lennon, the Chief Executive of Doris, but first of all by the N2 leader, Padder Tobin, because Padder, you're saying that Ireland's immigration system is broken. In what way? Yeah, so we know that there was 4,631 uh, deportation orders issued uh, from 2015, or sorry, 2018 to last year. Um, but when I asked uh, the government and when other people put in uh, FOIs how many of those actually left the country, uh, the government can't account for about 3,887. Um, they put down uh, their status as unknown uh, with regards to where the location is. Um, now, everybody wants to help people uh, who are uh, fleeing war, violence uh, and famine. Uh, but to do that, we need to have a system that's capable of differentiating between those in need and those who are not in need. Uh, and of course, you know, when that system operates, it has to have a different outcome uh, for people who success are successful in terms of asylum seeking and those who fail the system. <clears throat> but right now, it's, it's an incredible situation that we, we, the government doesn't know how many people have left. And in many ways, we have a voluntary um, deportation system. But when I ask the government about this, they say that they have no way to check at the airports or at ferry terminals who has left, who has fulfilled their deportation order. Um, now, right now, we have uh, about 300 asylum seekers who are homeless. We've also got asylum seekers uh, who are in tents in, in the coldest of weather at the moment. We have enormous pressure with regards accommodation. So we need to make sure that that accommodation gets to the people who really need it. Uh, and, you know, that my, m- economic migrants are not potentially using the system um, and are still here. We also know that there's uh, the average wait time for people uh, who are seeking uh, asylum for their first application to be processed is about 18 months, um, which is incredible. Um, and the longest person waiting for their first application to be processed is waiting 14 years. And, you know, really we should be processing these applications within six months, you know, and making sure that we differentiate between those who need help and provide that help to them uh, and those who who don't need the help, who fail the system, you know, the law needs to be implemented in those cases. Okay, John Lennon of Doris, what do you say in response to that from Padre Tobin? Well, the first thing to say is that it's important to remember that everyone has the right to seek asylum here in Ireland, so we can't make any assumptions about the reasons that people are coming here to to do that. Um, Ireland's immigration system certainly needs improvements. It is a travesty that some are homeless now, and as Father said, there are others living in tents. But what we need to do is to ensure that we can respond adequately to the people who are coming here seeking international protection, rather than trying to put deterrence in place. Um, We need to have a coherent long-term strategy for the reception and accommodation of people seeking protection and for the successful integration once they have had an outcome to their case. But John, what should happen in the case of people going through the system who are rejected for asylum? What should the state do to then deport them? Well, it's important to to note that um, while a large um, numbers of people have been unsuccessful in their applications for asylum, we don't actually know how many of those are still 
in, in the country. And um, as the report today says, a large proportion of the applicants would have left the state without telling the authorities. Um, people who come here seeking um, asylum generally aim to be active and to, to contribute. And that's our experience in Doris. Um, we, we know that the wait before people um, get a final outcome or determination on their case is far too long. The procedures to allow them to apply to get through that system need to be speedy, but they also need to be fair. So we do have concerns about some measures that were introduced last November. Again, looking like they were intended to have a deterrent effect. So when it comes to the end of the process, you know, it's... um, it, it's a very cruel end for people to then say that they have to leave the country, or even worse in some cases, to forcibly remove them from the country. If the state has um, spent years trying to make a determination on nation on their case, then they do have a responsibility to those individuals. And as I said, in most cases, the individuals want to contribute, they want to work, and we are in a situation where we need more workers in Ireland. I understand that, John, but isn't it also the case, though, that if you do have a system and the system goes through the proper process and makes a finding against the person, does it not then make a mockery of that system if the person can remain in the country despite having their application rejected? Well, I mean, there, there, there are a number of things that, that can be done. Um, and, and as I said, again, the focus needs to be on ensuring that everybody who has the right to seek asylum here is granted that right. So we need to look at the procedures of the International Protection Office. We need to ensure that they are adequately resourced, not just in the International Protection Office itself, but in the Appeals Tribunal, so that people do get a fair access, to get fair access to, to procedures. Some of the problems that we have now are that if people are forced into a system, for example, as a result of the changes that happened in November, where they don't get proper legal advice before making their applications, then their um, application um, to be recognised as a refugee may be unsuccessful. And then we may be in a position where we're deporting people back to a country of origin where they will be unsafe and may be at grave risk. Patrick Shabin, do we have an official deportation structure? Do we ever actually bring people out of the country back to where they came from? Yeah, so we, there, there are figures. The government has said that the Guardi have enforced about 314 uh, deportations over that period. Um, and there are another 430 people that they have you know, assisted to self-deport. But to be honest, it is an absolutely incredible indictment against the system that the government doesn't know if 83% of the people who have been issued deportation orders have actually been deported or not. It is, you know, any system that leaves it to either a voluntary system is a system that's not working. And, you know, I, I disagree with John in, 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 the, in the aspect in that we can't make assumptions in relation to these people. I think it is fair to make assumptions that if a person has failed 
the application process for asylum, that they're not asylum seekers. Now, if they're economic migrants and they want to work here, that's a different thing. And we do have a process where people can apply um, for for uh, visas to work here. And, you know, that should be the location uh, for those for economic migrants. Yeah, but sorry, Patrick, proceed. just going back to the issue of the refugee status, from what John was saying there is that he believes that some people perhaps can be badly advised as to how to go through the process and as a result of it they may fail unfairly. Well, listen, I, I do think that um, if, if our objective is to provide shelter for those who are fleeing from war and famine um, and violence, and which most people want to do, we need to make sure that applicants uh, are properly advised and have the proper knowledge of the process. And indeed, you know, even if you fail the first application, you can then appeal it. And I believe you can decide to appeal that within two years of failing the application. So in fairness, we don't have a rushed system in Ireland. Now, there is a cost to this for one year to provide, um, you know, uh, accommodation for an asylum seeker costs 18,000 euros per individual. Um, So we have scarce resources in terms of accommodation. So logic dictates that we apportion those resources to those who actually really need them. And if we have a system that can't differentiate between the two, and even when it does differentiate between the two, does nothing about it. Well, that's a system that's not actually working. And, you know, I would call on the governments, you know, to make sure we have a humanitarian system for those who need it. And the law is enforced for those who don't. Yeah, because can I just clarify, you're not against the idea of us taking people in or even taking economic migrants because there is a fear perhaps that if you start talking about forced deportations that we end up going the Suella Braverman route and that we'd be doing deals with Rwanda. No, so and this is the danger here. People need to be able to speak honestly and respectfully in relation to this issue. If we're, if like, the, politics and, and democracy is about the competition of ideas, and you know, people need to be able to to make their points and not have, I suppose, assertions or smears labelled against them on this issue, as long as they do it respectfully. And I think that most people do want to provide a safe harbour for those who need it. Uh, and that's what we want to do. And, and you know, there many of our hospitals, many of our, our, our public services and, and other systems function because we have many people from other parts of the world making a valuable contribution to this country. But we need to have a managed system, a sustainable system. Um, and it is quite clearly unmanaged if you have a system where the government is issuing deportation orders to people and then has no idea whether they're being uh, affected or not. They have no ability to check at an airport or a ferry terminal whether a person has left the country or not. That means the government are not actually uh, implementing the system in an effective manner. John Lannan from Doris, as an organisation that supports refugees and migrants, do you think we can have that honest conversation and that it will be done in a fair-minded manner? Um, I I think we can have an honest conversation and I think it's really important to recognise that in communities the length and breadth of Ireland, you know, there are people, and very, very many people, the vast majority of people are coming out there to to welcome asylum seekers, to refugees and to welcome economic migrants. Really important to recognise and to understand that we need to be fair to everyone who seeks international protection or asylum here. When we talk about economic migrants, that's a different category of people. Everybody who comes here, either lawfully or unlawfully, has the right to seek asylum here in this country. And we need to ensure that we continue to do that fairly. 
for everybody who comes and arrives in the country. And focusing on deportations at the end of the process is taking us away from the fact that we need to have that well-resourced, we need to have that fair system so that everybody who does need sanctuary here and who does need to be safe, and bear in mind that there are people all over the world in places where there are no wars who are unsafe in their own countries, even within countries that are categorised as safe. Just because somebody's from what's called a safe country doesn't mean that they were safe in that country. So we need to ensure that our processes are fair, that they're open for all of those people who come here, and we need to ensure that we treat them with dignity and with respect when they do arrive. Thank you very much, Sean Lannan of Doris and Padre Tobin, leader of AIN2. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.